Thanks for joining us on the Blue Baggers podcast after what was a superb victory against the Western Bulldogs at Metricon Stadium Sunday night. A game where it all just seemed to fall into place. This is a team we hope shows up each week. I'm Chris and it wouldn't be the Blue Baggers podcast without my co-host Andy. Andy, how are you doing? I'm really good, Chris. I'm really happy. Um, It's great to have a win on a Sunday night. It was a late game, but it really has set up for an enjoyable week, hasn't it? Yeah, when you're on that winner's in, list instead of enjoying the weekend we've enjoyed the week I guess bit of a change yeah it could have been the other way around couldn't it if we'd had a loss and your whole week's kind of ruined there but we waited until late Sunday night it wasn't ideal but it was kind of exciting having that weekend knowing that we had the game right on the uh, right at the end of Sunday night so it was good yeah we hadn't lost on a Thursday night like last week and had to endure the weekend interesting time yeah. slot though isn't it yeah, it is. It's a very interesting time slot. It's pretty late for a lot of people, but, I mean, we'll take footy any way we can get it at the moment, can't we? Yeah, that's exactly right. The only problem with the time slot was waking up the next morning, straight to work. Yeah, it's not ideal. But it's, like I said, a bit more of a pep in your step on a Monday after a win like that. And I thought that was the best win we've had for for so many years. Maybe for about seven years, it's the best football I've seen us play. Yeah, I think you're spot on there. Let's not focus on the... Uh time or the day the game was played what a win exactly right what yeah, it was win. unbelievable what, what did you take out of it Chris to be honest it was uh, just an incredible win like you said seven years is probably the last time we had a win like this it was just a complete performance so should we get into the game review straight up yeah absolutely so I guess going into the match they're two teams with completely different game styles the Bulldogs mm. like to get you or hurt you on the rebound and they can attack very quickly and through the corridor as we've said before, we're a lot more methodic. We like to chip the ball around and then get the ball forward of, you know, or in the forward 50 or forward half of the ground and try to keep it there and score from there, create pressure there. So it was really fascinating watching the game and seeing the two game styles play out. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. We spoke about this last week. We've spoken about this kind of all year. In terms of overall stats for the game, I thought the stats were very similar to, to games we've previously won and previously lost uh, we our kicking to handball ratio there's still a massive discrepancy in that we had 200 kicks to 94 handballs as opposed to the dogs had um, 168 to 138 so you can just see that again and you pointed out uh, the last couple of weeks we're really we're really playing that um, kick and mark kind of football which is which has worked out really well for us but in terms of the other stats around the ground Bulldogs beat us quite a lot in um in inside fifties and and things like that. So I That's think really at the end of the, isn't it? It's really interesting. I think game, at the end of the day, what do they say? The, the big thing about football is it's who can ultimately kick it between the two big sticks. And our shoot uh, shot for goal accuracy, um, unlike the St Kilda game, was really high. This game was seventy percent as opposed to the Bulldogs with forty four percent. So at the end of the day, the game is won with the team that kicks kicks better and, and we came out 52-point winners due to how good we were kicking the football. Yeah, and quality quality entries into the 50 certainly help with that conversion, don't they? Massively. And we saw this was a game where our forwards really, really dominated and was a really good uh, showcase about what we can do um, with those, you know, all those different forwards. And the tall forwards were great and our small forwards were great. And I thought that's the game was the game was won in the forward line. And how good is our kicking efficiency generally? 
we were hitting targets all game long and weren't afraid to take you know a risky kick and they paid off it's yeah we were a, it's a marked change from uh you know teams of yesteryear you kind of don't want us to take those risky kicks because we never pulled them off but i thought the kicking efficiency was brilliant in saying that if you look at you know if you look at the stats we're very even in our disposal efficiency across the ground we're slightly beaten by the bulldogs um, which is it's that's quite interesting in itself, considering that's probably what I took from the game as well was how how well we were kicking around the ground. And I think that's a really big thing I've noticed about this year is we are taking it on and we are kicking the ball a lot better. I thought there were even passages against St Kilda that were great bits of play and and really kind of um, highlighted how skillful some of our players are. Um, so it was really good from that point of view. Yeah, and I think the balance is the interesting one there that when we tried to hit a target we did you know quite often with our game style we are still hacking it forward a little bit and I'm thinking Sam Walsh getting the ball under pressure and just kicking it around his body disposal's probably low on that but the ones where we sh- you know should have hit a target we did hit a target that's my thoughts anyway I thought last week we we said the big the big kind of thing we wanted to see from Carlton against the Bulldogs was we wanted consistency which I think we got uh, on Sunday night and also we said we couldn't afford to be slow out of the gates and I think that you know against Richmond and, and a couple of these other teams we've obviously come back late in the second half we started well uh, against Essendon where we kicked uh, kicked a, you know a few goals in the first quarter and this this game in particular we kicked five in the first three in the second two in the third but then finished with six goals so that's something we really haven't seen from Carlton in a long time where it's such consistency across the four quarters but particularly you know the goals came in the first and the and the last which is what we haven't seen this year yeah so if you want to get into that if you want to talk about what we've been asking for i mean we did put up a little video about what we thought were the keys to the game and some of the you know questions we wanted answered on match day so i might just run those through you now and you give us an answer can i just say how beautiful the multimedia presentation was that you did christian thank you Thank you. It was a first. Somewhere to start <laughs> from anyway. It will certainly not be your last. Let's hope so. got a so. real knack for it. Thank you. I appreciate that, Andy. <laughs> okay. All right. So we, we put up there, we put up there the keys. We uh, stuck to four points. First one was forward leading patterns and not getting in each other's way. Yep. I, I think we, as we said, it was a game for our forwards, whereas last week it really wasn't. So it was great to see that turn around and, and the forwards looked great. I think that was emphatically answered, wasn't it? Yep. All right. Next one was stick tackles and create pressure. I thought we did that really well. Again, Absolutely. something that we stepped up from from the week before. Just the basics, isn't it? The contrast from the week before is incredible. We couldn't stick a yep. tackle against St Kilda, barely put any pressure on the ball, and um, it was a completely different story this week, wasn't it? That forward, yeah, oh, it that was. pressure was immense everywhere. Yeah, look, I still find it worrying that we can one week go from really poor kind of pressure and, and tackling efforts to, to what we just showed. But again, this comes back to that term that we're going to probably keep using and that's consistency and, and something we need to address. And that's a question I think you have, isn't it, around consistency, but we'll get to that shortly. Yep. Cripps and Doherty well, being able to overcome tags? Don't think we probably... I think Doherty and Cripps probably had quite a quiet game by their standard this week. I think that's one we didn't tick off completely, that's for sure. Yep. Centre square clearances... We were dominant in the hit-outs. I thought Pitnet had a really good game from that perspective. 
Um, our clearances were, yeah, we pretty even across the board. I think we had 33 to their 30. But I thought the, we just... In the centre? In the, yeah, that's just clearances. In the, do you have a centre clearances stat there? I don't have the stat with me, but I know we own them, surely. We, we, we got did. first use and a it, lot. Yeah, and that was one thing that really stood out to me in the game as well. And you have to you have to win it at the centre to get it to the forward line to kick the goals. It's it's all the basics, isn't it? And I thought we did it well. So I say we ticked three out of those four keys that you put up before the game. Absolutely. So if we think about match day questions we had, will Cripps yep. get midfield support? Well, he did in Kennedy, didn't he? And that's what we were hoping for, wasn't it? It was those second-tier players. That's what we've been hoping for a while. So yeah. I think that's an emphatic yes. Setterfield, Kennedy, you know, Gibbons to some degree, even though he played forward. Yeah, and that's I think that's what makes a good team a great team or an average team a good team is they're we know players like Cripps and Doherty and now Martin and we know who our really good players are, but we need to fill that void. And I think that this year has been great with particularly Gibbons. I think Setterfield's coming along nicely and I think Kennedy is I think he's a good addition into the team. But if these players like your Samo Petreski set as well can just elevate their game slightly, it really takes that, you know, we, we can have a bad game with Doherty and, and Cripps and, and it not be a blowout. We don't have to rely so much on them. So I think hopefully this year, and I think the signs we're seeing, uh, these kind of mid-tier players are stepping up. Yeah, and they were kind of forced to with the Cripps injury, but they stood up and they delivered. And we've been Which, asking... We've been asking that for a while now. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, it's it's not so much just about the physical kind of support you can offer Cripps when we talk about getting a big body into the midfield to stop that kind of the tagging he gets and to, to prevent him from getting just absolutely thrown around each game. Well, he, he throws most people around, but, you know, obviously the physical toll in his game, but to actually support him in a way by playing good football and, and just take the pressure off him, I thought was really good. All right, next one. Will we see the Essendon version of David Cunningham? Yes, again, consistency. Uh, Dave Cunningham has missed a lot of football. You know, Dave Cunningham's game against Essendon is kind of our game against um, against the Western Bulldogs. We can show, I think, you know, that, that's us playing at our best, or you know, playing you know one of our best that we can. You know, if Dave Cunningham can, can start stringing together more games like that and getting a bit more getting a bit more experience I think those games will come more frequently but I don't think we can expect a heap from Dave Cunningham at this stage I thought the Essendon game was just uh, not a flash in the pan but it's something that we uh, will have to persevere with So do you think we got the Essendon version over the weekend? No we didn't We fell short I think we fell short I didn't think he had a bad game but you can't compare It was a different Cunningham wasn't it? It was a different Cunningham it was a Cunningham that was playing a more uh, defensive forward role as opposed to being that getting the on-ball kind of on-ball role that he had against Seston where he was racking it up and, and got big numbers there yeah. got big numbers and, and and had the opportunity to score uh, a couple of goals and yeah it was a different Dave Cunningham but I think we'll see that Dave Cunningham again again we just need we just need more experience from him yeah, it's a real pity that, you know, we have to watch this on TV. Some of the Queensland supporters that actually fortunately got to go to the game might be able to answer it better than us, but we don't quite see him as a defensive forward and how hard he worked to maybe, you know, improve our forward 50 efficiency and we're stuck with sort of TV and stats. Exactly, yeah. It is hard to... And, you know, it's probably the worst kind of role you can play in terms of when, you know, people look at the paper the next day or 
a look on their apps and, and see what the kind of stats were. You're entirely right. And, and I think you pointed out um, in one of our phone calls over the week, oh, probably Monday or, or Sunday night, that he did have a role in Eastern Wood and he, he didn't have a huge game. Yeah, he's usually that intercepting defender and peels off his man and, you know, sort of thwarts a lot of forward entries. He's and our he, And he didn't Duncan, do that, did he? Yeah. No, he didn't. He didn't. So I think it's fair to say both kind of quarterbacks from both teams were, were nullified to some extent. All right, next one. Will Mitch McGovern put in a four-quarter performance? You're asking this before the game? Yeah, this is a pre-game question. Was it answered or not? Would you say it was a four-quarter performance? Based on his standards, I'm going to say yes. I thought it was his best game for the season. I think he he kicked what he kicked a couple of goals, had some score involvements, and thought he was pretty good. I thought I he was a he's, threat over four quarters. Yeah, he, he always is a threat because he just can pluck them from anywhere and he turns it on at certain parts of the game. Again, he's one that would love to see more consistency from, but I think he's certainly on his way in, and improving. So I hope that um, we don't even have to ask that question later down the season and we just get a four-quarter four performance from McGovern, but I'm not sure if that's always going to be the case. Hopefully not a pre-game question in the future then. Exactly right. All right, last one from before the game. Will our season be back on track? Yes. You bet, boy. Three and three. We've cracked the eight uh, the first time since 2013. We're one win behind Geelong, who are sitting second, aren't we? So it's... You, know, this, a, you could throw a blanket. What is it, from second to 13th or so? Something it like is, that. Yeah. There's one game in it. Well, yeah, Bulldogs are out of the eight. They're on the same amount of wins. The only team that's got the six wins is Port Adelaide who we've got this week so I think our season's on track I, I would have taken three and three especially under the circumstances I thought which I which I think we addressed in the last kind of couple of pods I think we we're better than Melbourne um, I think St Kilda beat us but there were chances where we could have been maybe four and two but that's that's footy and and I think you kind of we needed those losses a little bit to get our head out of the clouds and 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 just Put show where we've got the some, yeah yeah address those deficiencies and and things like that i think i think it's been good and, and three and three for how like you said the ladder's sitting when there's not much between two and 13 i think it's great that we're sitting in in, in the top eight so season's ma- back on season's on track it just makes it so much more pleasing too that we won by 52 points that we uh continued the game and we finished it strongly because i think percentage is going to be very significant this year and we moved from uh, maybe 94% all the way up to 102% maybe either way a big boost and that's why we're sitting in the eight and it's also great for our health because I've had a gut full of winning and losing games call. by under a goal even though even the games we win I think it takes it will take a few weeks off my life so it was good to actually sit there and, and enjoy that last quarter and we just looked and we just we piled on the goals we kicked six goals you know, it, it just looked awesome, and we haven't had that for a long time. And against a, a good quality team, we Bulldogs are, are playing really good football. So we've had some good wins this year. You know, we've beaten obviously Geelong and, and Essendon, and, and now the Dogs. So would have been just great to grab that Melbourne Melbourne win, but beggars can't be choosers. It was a strange feeling, wasn't it, in that fourth quarter, knowing we were going to win the game? Something we haven't experienced for a while. But, but not to- only not only just to win the game, but to then pile on a few more goals was just great yeah I was still sitting there anxious though because I wanted us to get to the 100 point mark so I was still and, tense I couldn't just completely there, relax and we got there on the siren by Eddie Betts couldn't be better could it couldn't be better 
Also, um, we'll move on to defenders. We've talked about the forwards a little bit, you know, a bit about the midfield. I thought the defence just held up ridiculously strong. Yeah, so who do you think really stood out with our defenders? Well, Weedering when playing on Bruce. You know, Bruce kicked six goals the previous week. Yep. And none this week. And Weedering had a fair bit of the ball as well. Jones just did his usual Jones stuff. Yeah. And then obviously the Smalls peeled off them as well. But you said they had more forward, forward 50 entries. You've got to give yes, some credit did, yeah. to the back line for the score line. Yeah, they were great. And we did we did notice that, that Weedering had a bit of an off game last week against the Saints. He's been awesome this year. Had a bit of a down game against the Saints. And it's great to see him bounce back like that. That just shows true character and, and hopefully a, a good indication of the champion he'll be for our club. Well and truly back in spotlight now. Yeah, look, I, I don't think it was out after the St Kilda game, but, you know, Those kind of like Carlton again. Now, it's, it's, it's nice, to, you know, sometimes you need a bit of a down game to to maybe reset and, and address some, some things that might be, you know, a bit lacking. And I thought he was I thought he was back. And we obviously had issues with Weedering early in his career with, with confidence. So it's good to see that he can have a bit of a down game. We can get beaten by the Saints, but he just comes out and, and looks uh, bigger and better than ever. So Andy, we've seen what we can do. Now we need consistency, as you touched on before. Yeah, is it going to come? I think it'll it will come. It I think it will still just take some time. I think we'll have games like the St Kilda game, who who St Kilda aren't a bad team by any stretch, but we can't. Ex- I think the the Carlton of the last couple of years, where you'd almost pencil in a loss. I I hope those days are over. I think I think our best football. Is, is really good. Do you think our best football is good enough? Yeah, absolutely. And we probably has been for a while. We just miss quarters. We don't show up or we you know, concede too many goals in a certain quarter. But if you think about who we've beaten, we've beaten some good teams this yep. year. You know, We kind of did last year as well. But I think our best football is as good as anyone's just about. It's just whether we can play it for four quarters and whether we can play it week to week. Output-wise, I think we're our ceiling... This is as high as anybody's. I agree with you. And and look, I prefer to be a team that I know has got a got a high ceiling and is a bit inconsistent uh, week to week rather than see a team that goes out and we know they're nowhere near it and that kind of, you know, the ramifications of that is, uh, you know, starting again with lists and, and, and getting a lot of players in. So as frustrating as it can be seeing the great Carlton and then the average Carlton, uh, show up it's it's really good to see that I think our best football is up there and I think just maybe this year we'll hopefully develop that a bit more and I'd like to see yeah a lot more wins than last year that's for sure yeah as you're saying probably talent's harder to come by the consistency and let's hope so for our sake anyway yeah yeah and and the players we'll touch on the players we who had down games last year but uh, sorry down games last week who were just great this week so I think the talent definitely is there with Carlton Winning can cover cracks were there any cracks did you see any oh, it's, it was pretty hard to see a crack in that game was that I mean we, we beat the dogs by 52 points it was I was, I was pretty uh, I didn't have any negative kind of glasses on that game Yeah, to be honest how we started I it think is very hard isn't it too? it is hard yeah. to pick them up and, and we like we love Carlton, and, and to see you know to see any win like that, it's it's very hard to criticise anything. I think I said a couple of weeks ago that 
I think we needed to have the Melbourne loss because I think if we've won three, we've 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 lost three. So there are, there have been times when we've seen you know the cracks and there are times when we've seen what we can do. So I think as a group they've been able to address and, and the coaching group address some of the some of the issues and whether that be effort or lack of pressure and things like that, as opposed to uh, you know, if we just went on a and won four in a row, I don't know. I, I just think that the loss early was maybe good for us in the long run. Yeah, I can't disagree with you with that one. And I guess yep. things are never as good as they seem, never as bad as they seem. Yeah, exactly. So we've got to take exactly. last week's loss, you know, with a pinch of salt, the same as this yep. week's, I guess, win. But look, I didn't yeah. see I thought it was a complete performance. Like you said, I do as well. like we've said, that's as good as we've seen for seven years. So very hard. I saw no obvious cracks. But from watching Carlton this year, I'd say that personally, I, I'd think four and two would be more more accurate win loss than 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 three and three. But I think three and three, it, it's about where we are, isn't it? Yeah, and a huge game coming up this weekend, which we'll get to shortly. This will be a real. This will be a real test against the best team in the comp at the moment. So and backing it hope, up hope, and backing and backing it up exactly right exactly right have you got any other get, stats for me or do you run through those earlier no nah, I ran you through stat, them man. Yeah, you I don't want stat. to get too I don't want to get too I, I like a few stats but I don't want to get too bogged down in that we'll, we'll go through I, the we'll go through a clip of clap I'm going to ask you about a player you give them a clip if they were you, that you thought they had a poor game or a, or a clap if you uh, if you approved I've got a fair easy. idea how this is going to go this week though yeah I not know, as much suspense is there like we said, it's hard to find the cracks in a game like that. So I'll start off with our co-captain, Sam Doherty. I'm going to give him a clap, but it's just a, a minor clap. Yep. Well, he was a bit down on his, you know, I guess he was last week as well, but the first four rounds for the year, but he's coming back from a couple of knee recos. I still thought he was valuable and I still want the ball in his hands. Yeah, he's, he's missed so much football and I think... He kind of did himself by coming out and being so good in those first few rounds. We kind of just expect, well, well that's well, that's what we have to get each week from him, and and we kind of do forget that he's coming off two serious knee injuries. So yeah, he's playing at a level that's surely not sustainable for the whole year for someone coming off two knee recos. Exactly right. I'll, I'll give him a, a slight clap, but it wasn't his best game for the year. Mitch McGovern, clap. I think he did what he what we brought him here for. While we're paying him reasonable dollars, he's got a rare talent. He can impact games with low disposals. He can kick straight, and that's what we've been crying out for for a forward. Yep. I've told you a million times, I'd rather someone not get the ball as much, but when you get that opportunity, you've got to make it stick. It's so important for momentum, and he can do some incredible things, McGovern, with a little bit of mongrel. I liked, I, I liked the, the goal and the uh, right up into the opponent's face. That was, it was good to see. Absolutely. I think we need a few more extroverts out on the ground, and I think he's one of those. What about Levi Casbolt? Big clap. He bounced back. Yep. Good performance for Levi. Worked very well with the forwards, as we've discussed. Jack Martin. Hey, I'm interested in your clip. Oh, yeah, clap. sorry. Yeah, sorry. Your I'll reactions. Clap, I'll, clap, I'll clap Casbolt. He's, I thought he's had better games this year, but I thought he was, I'll still give him a clap. Jack Martin. Clap. I'm so glad this guy's at our club. Yep. Just each he's week. X-fac- he's X-Factor. He's cons- Yeah, X-Factor with consistency, though. Yeah. he's um He can do everything. There's nothing he can't do. Maybe play in the ruck. 
just every time he gets the ball, you know he's going to use it well. He's going and he to looks get dangerous the in the air. I mean, and those marks he took in the forward line, it's, you don't expect to... How tall would Jack Martin be? I reckon he's probably like 187 at a so guess. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even thought he was that tall. I mean, it wouldn't be too far off it, but he, he marks really well. I think he and took three just, contested marks. He's 186. Yeah, 186. He, he took... We took five marks for the game. I, I reckon they were there were three contested marks. But he's got it at ground level. He's, we now know he can do it through the midfield but he's marking and, and going back to kick goals and he's kick goals I think every week apart yeah. from maybe uh, maybe the Melbourne game yeah or, you get him yeah. one out whether it's in the air or on the ground you know he's going to win the ball yeah he's going to he's, win the contest no doubt he's our most exciting player at the moment to get him for free but, as well incredible yeah we are uh, big sauce did well on that one Harry Mackay very very big clap I yep. thought it was sensational. And once again, you know, contrasting to last week, what a bounce back from that. He was just a threat everywhere in the air, chasing down, tackling. Yeah, big clap for me. Very Showed impressed. a lot of effort and dead-eye Mackay. kicked straight. Dead-eye Mackay. Did you like yep. that one from Dwayne? Yeah, I did. I really and liked it. And then it just I thought... show, he, he, he likes to kick them, like a lot of footballers do, kick them from a bit further out than, than rather be up close, isn't it? It's... I think the pressure's not as bad. And you've yeah, got more a of a kind thing, of... It? bit more of a run-up as well to kick through the ball. And, and he's got that kind of beautiful left raking foot. So He's just maybe, so quick, isn't he, for someone his size? Yeah. And, and maybe that's, like we said, we play him a bit higher and, and he can, he's got a big kick and quite accurate from when he's, when he's far out. So I thought he was really good. I thought he was... Well, he he um, kicked three goals and he could have goals. had four because Betts played on for that holding the ball yeah. tackle. Yep. So he had a great game. Uh, Jack Nunes, who we've been critical of this year. Yeah, I'm going to give him a clap. Yep. I thought he was pretty good. I could see what his role in the team was a bit more this week. He um, kicked a goal. He's forming a habit of that. We're big on we're big on him kicking a goal, aren't we? We sure he are. Needs but to do it. Yeah, I thought he was good. I thought he was a presence, and he hasn't yep. been previously. A bit critical. There are a couple of uh, one-on-ones where he lost his feet. He was trying to kick yep. off the ground, lost his feet, nearly cost us. Then I think he had a bad turnover. But on the flip side, I think he chased back really hard into the defensive 50 and managed to get a stop and atone for it. So I'll give him a clap. I'll give him a clap as well, a little clap. But someone who I'll give a bigger clap to, the next man, Kennedy. Clap. Very good. You talk us through. Well, he obviously came in for, for Philp, which to be honest, at the... I know I spoke to you on Saturday night and I not so much questioned the selection of Kennedy, but more as a replacement when Kennedy's not the quickest guy going around, yet Philp is obviously in the team for that speed. So I was surprised that when we had Fisher, Polson and Philp in the emergencies, oh, more, sorry, Fisher more and Polson. And yep. and, oh, more, we'll, I, we'll get to him later, but I thought maybe Fisher would have been the more appropriate switch for Philp. But I thought that Kennedy deserved, by going on what we've read and and seen the highlights of in his VFL kind of, or in the in the twos, I thought he probably deserved a game. And, and look, played in the midfield. That's where he needs to play, isn't it? You know, the best part of that is too, it's reward for effort. Yep. We're actually promoting players that are delivering in the lower competition. Exactly Rather right. than based on talent or, you know, patchy form. I think he's 
put in four really good games in a row. Uh, position became available. He was elevated and absolutely did his job where he's best doing it in the midfield. And it just goes to show as well that, you know, Kennedy's played, he's been in and out of Carlton's team for a few years, it's fair to say, but a player like him, he's still in the plan and he, it still motivates him probably to play football knowing that he can be up for selection. So I think it's a really good kind of message to other players that uh, may think they're on the out or, or contracts are up and things and like only, that. Uh, so 22 23 yeah he's young so still pretty young and hasn't had that much experience but yeah yep. reward for effort came in and did the job incredible performance I thought he was great big clap uh, my boy for the year SPS clap I thought he was much better than he has been in previous weeks yep. I think I probably saw his game a bit more critical than you did and a lot of other supporters I still saw a few lazy errors I don't know that if that's the best way to describe them but yeah a couple of errors there and I think it was just through you know not necessarily lack of thought but just lazy execution but otherwise he definitely bounced back and he still probably had a very good game I know you were high high on him yeah I'll give him a clap Uh, Eddie Betts clap four goals and did exactly what we recruited him for yep and again it's just so good seeing him in the navy blue jumper one yeah, goal off been, 300 goals for Carlton. You'll get that next he's, week. He's been, I think he's been a really good pickup, and I think we totally made the right decision in doing that. Liam Jones. Clap. Touched on him a bit earlier. Just yep. a really good Liam Jones game. I'll give him a clap. Mark Murphy. I'll give him a clap. Wasn't that influential. No. Nah. But still played a role, and he's got class. What are you yeah, thinking? I'm, I'll, I'll yeah. sit on the fence with that. It's a bit you of a tough sit. one. Um, this isn't the picket fence. Clip or clap? Oh, I'll give him a, I'll give him you, a clap because we won. I know what you um, want to give him. <laughs> Do it. Ronnie. Cade Simpson. Clap. Yeah, um, thought Simo's been down a bit in recent weeks. I think he's... I thought he had a, a better game. And just the epitome of Cade Simpson's football career. Last quarter, lunge yep. on the goal line. That was great. He, he didn't have to do it, did he? He no. could have pretended, but that's not no. his go. So no, you never, you'll never see that with um, with Cade Simpson. It reminded me of. Uh, do you remember Craig Bradley did that massive dive into the goal square, similar to that, and rushed it through in the yeah, I do remember season. that one. Yeah, it was in the '95 season. I forget who it was against. I think it might have been Geelong, but that was that was awesome. I thought you reminded gonna, me of that. I thought you were going to bring up Sauce in the '93 Grand Final again, then on Michael Long's goal. Yeah, but let's not touch on that one. Uh, <laughs> Sam Walsh, clap. Yeah. Again, I mean, we're going to say this about a lot of people because the turnaround was so big for the team, but his individually was as well. Yeah, I thought he ran hard, put himself into dangerous spots. Now a lot of around the you know corner kicks, which he was doing, but they were from contested situations. So, but and I yeah. thought he grew into the game a bit. His kicking, his kicking efficiency this year, or his disposal efficiency this year, has been really ordinary. Um, yeah, it has definitely been. not through. It's definitely not through lack of effort. He is obviously a massive gut runner. But I thought this game was was better. I'd like to see his kicking improve a bit. Yeah, and I, I think that'll too. come. He does win the ball in dangerous positions. He and does just tries which, to force it forward, he which does, other yeah. players might not actually get their hands on it. Yeah, I think it was a clap game for him. Tom Williamson, Tommy Gunn. Mm. I'll give him a clap with a bit of benefit of the doubt. So I thought I'll give him a when hand. I saw him, he did a lot of things well. A little down on output, but yeah, yeah, 
What do you What are your thoughts? I'll give him a clip. I want to see more from Tommy Williamson. It wasn't a terrible game by any by any means, but I I just rate him really highly, and I just want to see more out of him. So I'll give him a slight clip. Uh, Gibbons, clap. Awesome. Yeah, really two goals. Good game. Thought he was great. He's he's had a great year. We've, we're saying this every week. Yeah, he's a smart he footballer. Smart. Yep, he's won the list and twice. You can see why because he's just a yep. very smart footballer. A little undersized, Lock- but it doesn't matter if you use your head. No, that's right. Lucky Plowman. Clap. We can yeah, say this one uh, confidently. Normally we can't. We're not quite sure, yeah. but very confident clap. Yep. I thought he was good. What about Paddy Cripps? I'll give him a clap. I'm not going to fold him for the injury and you know slow build into the game. He yeah. came back, though, weathered a shoulder well, I think injury. We've already and made, I think we've already made a decision on this, haven't we? We don't, we don't clip injured players. Yeah, you're right. Though he played, though he played the game, and great news we've heard from Andrew Russell tonight on, um, I think came out on on Instagram. I saw it that that Cripps will train this week. He's fine. No, no issues with that shoulder. But I'm, this is I'm, a fantastic I'm, outcome. Um, yeah, unbelievable outcome. I'm surprised there's not more kind of talk about it because that could be really uh, disastrous. I think that the fact that he had a bit of a quiet game due to the injury, um, it's not getting talked about as much, but if he came out and had 35 and, and we'd won and then didn't play the next week, can you imagine uh, there'd be quite a bit of rumblings and mumblings around the camp? So I, yeah, won't, so- I, won't, I won't clip or clap him, but it was good to see him uh, yeah, work, him, work himself a bit more into the game. Ed Kerno, Clap. And you know I love yep. Ed Kerno. Yeah. Just keeps delivering each week. Yeah. Had a massive game on Bontempelli. Bontempelli's yep. influence was minor. Apart from that one goal he kicked forward, he harassed him. And, uh, you know, Bontempelli's a real barometer, I guess, of the Bulldogs team. And yep. Kerno didn't let him off his leash. Pardon the pun. <laughs> you get that one? Accepted. Dave Cunningham. <laughs> I'll give him a clap with the benefit of the doubt again. I think, from what I can gather, he played that defensive role without seeing it exactly with my eyes. But based on that, clap, if there wasn't sort of such role, it would be a clip. I'll give him a clip. I'll just be a bit different. Um, It is a bit of a line ball. But, uh, yeah, I again, like like Petrovsky Seaton and like a few of these other players and and Williamson, I, I really start to kind of expect a fair bit. And maybe he's getting judged harshly on how he has been this year, particularly against um, the Essendon game. So I'll give him a slight clip. You know what? I like uh, your work because the segment's not called clap or clap. Exactly. Exactly. I know, it, it, like we said, it is hard with a 52-point win. But what about Will Setterfield? Clap. But, yeah, that's what we want to see. And that should yep. become you know, the expectation or you know, what we expect from him. It was a very solid performance, and I thought he was really smart. So I saw something in him that I hadn't seen previously. He yep. actually played incredibly smart, just did the right things, held onto the ball when he needed to, got it moving at the opportunistic time. I thought it was a very good game. Jacob Wiedering. Clap, touched on him yep. before, held Bruce. Bruce did nothing. He's yeah, back he's to that All-Australian form and putting his name right up there. Mark Pittnett. Clap. Another one who bounced back from, you know, a less of a game last week. I thought he was a clear, you know, best ruckman on the day. Gave his first, first use, as we talked about, especially out of the uh, centre. So, clap for me. I'll and give him he's a, a big presence. 
he is a big presence. But I'll give him. Do you know what? I'll give him a a, a clap. But he had no marks. Too much for of a game. set man you are. No, no, no. But I'm sorry. He, he I thought he was dominant. Um, he was the dominant ruckman on the night. You're right. He was beaten uh, last week. But I've been used to seeing the the pit net tackle and and some marks around the ground. He didn't take a mark for the for the game. Laid one tackle. Did you see? Yeah. Did you see that tackle? See what he did to yeah, Caleb Daniel. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> bury him. Yeah, oh, it's <laughs> not still hard. digging him out. Yeah, yeah, it's not hard to bury Caleb Daniel when you mark Pitnet, but, but I, you look, should, I, I'm, and he I'm, did. I'm giving, I'm giving him a, I'm giving him a clap because I, yeah, he was a dominant ruckman in, and and gave his first use, and and that's why we were so dominant in the centre clearances. So, clap would love to see more marks as we've seen him mark around the ground, and and obviously he's tackling. But do you know what? He, he, all his tackles are generally in the in the centre clearances, and because we're winning them so well, maybe he didn't have the opportunity to. So I'll give him a clap. You didn't backtrack there, did you? You didn't say clip first and then change the clap. No, I think I think we'll find okay. it was clap all the time. We'll check clap, the records. Clap only. Yeah, we, we certainly will. <laughs> unless unless I've made an error there, it was always going to be a clap. No, I'm not sure. I'm, it I'm could still, have been me. It, it's a little it's a little clap because I'm I just want to see the pit net things that I like to see. That's all. But it's still, still, a, still a clap. All right, Chris. So, who are your three, two, and one votes for the game? Hardest game of the year to do this for. It could have been split. It was probably realistically seven or eight that could have been in there. Yep. I'm going to go with one vote, Harry Mackay. Mm-hmm. Two votes, Jack Martin. Yep. Three votes, Ed Kerno. And apologies to a whole lot of other players. I'll go you? one one vote, Ed Kerno, two votes, Jack Martin, three votes, Eddie Betts. Nice. Bit of a change. We're a bit different this week. Bit change, yep. Any other thoughts about the game, Chris? Well, I've got a question for you, Andy. Yep. Foxtel coverage versus Channel 7. I prefer Foxtel. I'm with you. Easily. I really noticed it this week. Easily. I mean, yep. Dwayne's not the most accurate, but he's actually reasonably entertaining. I don't mind Dwayne. I really don't. I... I'll t- much prefer him to, to the Channel 7 commentary box, that's for sure. All right, game wrapped up. Do we move it on to Bradley Pitts? What yeah, is Bradley giving you the Bradley Pitts? I don't have a Bradley Pitt this week. I'm I'm on cloud nine. On cloud nine, eh? Should, yep. we, uh, should we address last week's Bradley clip or one of the three Bradley Pitts that you gave us? You, do you know what you just called it? Bradley Clips. Clip. I just got that's that. not bad. Yeah. I don't mind that. I did realise when I said it. Bradley Clips, Bradley Pitts. <laughs> All right, we're going to dress last week first, or, I think. What about clap or pits? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah what you, last week? Well, last week, a bit controversial. We found out after the show. Which one was this Do you know what one? I'm talking about? No, There's one of your to... three. You're on fire last <laughs> week. Yep. Music between goals oh, yep. on the football yep. coverage. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we were rightfully informed by Callum Ware, a great friend yep. of the show. Yep. The song's actually from... Tame Impala, one of modern Australia's <laughs> best bands. And I called it a German Was it Berlin nightclub? A Berlin nightclub song from 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 nineteen eighty three or nineteen ninety three or something. Now, so are you gonna stand by that? You've backtracked already a little. <laughs> no, do you know what? Because I do my my due diligence and I I had a look at the song <laughs> <laughs> and I, I didn't realise not not that that matters. I will justify my my comment that it was it was a very slight clip of the song, as in like a only like a, a four second 
bit of intro music of the song. And you were hitting the repetition up, weren't you? Hitting the repetition. Also, over the, you know, there's commentary over it. Couldn't get a great read on it. Still stand by it that it, it, it did annoy me being repetitious and it did sound a bit techno to me. I'm not going to take that away. What However, did you do once you received the feedback? Jump right onto Spotify. Right onto and your Spotify. thoughts? I thought it was, a, it's, it certainly works into, it works into the song, definitely. If they're going to use a little chunk of the song, they should use about 10 or 15 seconds to 20 seconds, not the, the 10 to 15. I think it, it just goes up a little beep, bit. Beep, beep, beep. Am I talking to John Ralph? No, no, I stand by. The truck. Because, oh, no, I'm, sta- I'm standing <laughs> by the comment. However, I can I can research and and concede that it was um, that it's not a not a bad song. I I will not have my musical preferences targeted like that though <laughs> by you and by you and Callum because I feel that's unfair. I feel that's really unfair, and I think I'd be a good candidate to to put in music uh, in between goals. Yeah, you certainly back your musical knowledge, don't you, and your taste. Yeah, I thought I did. Chris, oh, I well. thought I did. I've been I've been rocked this week. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for uh, letting us know, Callum. Yeah, no, it's, it's good to know. <laughs> Are they Western Australian? Western yeah, Australian and Fremantle okay. supporters, by the looks of things. I did my research too. Oh, wow. Jeez. So there you go. There you go. Anyway, <laughs> let's focus on this week's Bradley Pitt. Yeah. What's have, uh, well, I don't have, like I said, I'm, I'm on cloud nine. I don't have one. What's yours? Oh, I've Do got a minor one? one. I've got a minor mm-hmm. one and yeah, I'm on cloud nine too, but what's up? And we talked about Foxtel coverage, how we like yep. it more than Channel 7. But what's up with mm. the game finishing? Bang, coverage cut off. Ridiculous. Was it 10 o'clock on a Sunday night? We're not heading into the news, are we? No. Nothing. Not another game being played. Yeah, no other game, no news, no coverage. Why do they do that? It's very, it has been rare that we get to see the kind of post-game coverage and yeah they always um it's really disappointing to see after a great win it just kind of abruptly ends i mean other time uh, slots you get an hour and a half channel seven you've got brian banging on for the next yeah two hours yeah exactly we get nothing that's you're right that's it is disappointing we have addressed that before haven't we because we used to get a lot of sunday games and and the ones we would win the siren would go and it literally cut to the news yeah and it really kind of it doesn't give you that opportunity to soak up that win and and kind of get the the post game commentary and and things like that and see the players and and that's you know normal on channel really... seven. This is Foxell we're talking about that we pay for the privilege. Yes. So yes, anyway, exactly look, right. So you're right. Yeah. That's a good Bradley Pitt. And I'll, little Bradley I'll agree Pitt. with you on that one. All right, moving on to the next game, we have Port Adelaide at the Gabba Sunday, one ten p.m. The premier time slot of the weekend. Mm. It's, what are your thoughts, it's a, Andy? It's a massive game. Obviously, they're they're six. Oh, five, sorry, they've they've only dropped one game for the year, haven't they? Yeah. So, so five they're, and they're one. Five and one. They're sitting on top of the ladder. A very healthy percentage. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really, really, really good game, and I think it's going to be a really big test for to see how we can back up a great win. It's the perfect test for us. It, it is yeah. the perfect test. Ladder so, leaders after a good win against the Bulldogs. Is this Carlton side turning the corner? And I think this will be a massive answer to that question. If we if we come out and and play a similar game to St Kilda or you know the first half of Melbourne and things like that, it'll be really disappointing from where we've come on Sunday night. So I'd like to go out there and again, I think the the keys remain the same. Let's get that 
straight out of the gates. Let's keep up the, the intensity and let's play four quarters of football. And win this game. We go 4-3, decent percentage. Think about the confidence yep. boost that provides. Massive. You. And the teams will have beaten for the year. Yeah. You know, that would, it would be three teams above above us on the ladder uh, we, and and beaten the Bulldogs who are below us on the ladder but have, have been really good this kind of... And the Bulldogs won half. three in a row before we exactly. played them. So the Bulldogs are looking real. They just had a, I form. think they just had a bad a bad start to the year. So I think we've beaten some good teams. Again, it hurts that we we got beaten by Melbourne, especially by by that margin. But I'd just love to see us come out and beat Port Adelaide. And I think I kind of get the feeling I, when we play St Kilda, I always feel that St Kilda have got the upper hand. They've always had a good record over us. I feel pretty good against Bulldogs, and I feel that Port Adelaide we've had some good wins there as well. Yeah, I'm with you. I do for some mm. reason as well. I don't fear them. We had that, obviously that great game years ago when Cruiser kicked three in the last quarter. That was over in Amy. Do you remember that one? I do remember that one. You it's when Jared Wade uh, threw the elbow out and, and got a couple of weeks. Maybe not for the first or last time. No, no, it certainly wasn't. But yeah, so I don't look, fear Port Adelaide either. No, and, and they've got... Dixon obviously is in form at the moment, but I'm pretty confident with, with our back line and... And I'm really confident with our forward line. So if the forwards can fire again and we can, you know, get kind of be assertive on that, on the centre center clearances, I think we, we're a real shot. Yeah, we talk about confidence and consistency. We win this one. We'll win a lot of both of those. Injury Looking at the injury list, yeah. Injury list, yep. Did you want to so run us got, through then? So Cripps is good to go. That shoulder could, sounds So fine. good. Yep. Tommy Williamson had a minor ankle complaint but he'll be good to go yeah Silvani's we saw available. him on the bench didn't we celebrating the goal yeah yep Silvani available Murphy is available Marchbank's still weeks Week. away as usual isn't it and Just... Dow you, you, you were saying that Dow is apparently right to go yeah supposedly he's ready to go in, uh, in Russell's words expect him to play do you think after a win like that who are you taking out or what do you think Carlton will do with that? Are we going to have to adapt in relation to playing a different team in Port Adelaide? Well, I think I think we I think we keep it how it is. I think I'd be very reticent to change. I mean, unless there's some glaring strengths at Port Adelaide that we're worried about, which yep. you know, I can't think of myself, but I'm also not a coach. I think you stick with the team you've got. After a we performance can... like that. Yeah. I, you can't drop anybody. If there are injuries Perhaps Murphy doesn't get up. That's probably the only one I see. And if Murphy doesn't get up, Fisher looks like a pretty uh, Fish, likely I think replacement. Fisher's is, is next to come in. I'd say that'd be pretty fair. Do you, I noticed on the weekend Callum Moore was on the interchange bench with the three uh, quicker, small, smaller players. Where do we see Callum Moore playing this year if, if he does get a game? Yeah, look, I think he's coverage. I think he's quite versatile. He's a tall, and he might be yep. the next tall to come in. I mean, we've got DeConning coming through, but he's not going to play on the back line. Moore might be able to. So I think well, it's just I certainly sort of don't think we need we don't need any more talls in that team right now. No, I reckon he's I just there the for a way was, out. The argument was we were too tall already. I think we addressed that. Um, the forward function against, line. If the, yeah, sorry, if the, fun, we addressed if the forward line functions like that. We're all right. But on the flip side, it didn't function at all against St Kilda. So it's still a work in progress. And there's obviously going to be 
some issues when Kerno comes back, which we'll address it at, at a later time. But I don't think, I think that we'll be putting in some more speed rather than bringing in another versatile defender or forward. Yes, yeah, and based on that injury list, I'm not bringing in Dow. I'm not bringing no. in Silvani. I'm backing Kennedy at least for another week or two, hopefully yep. more. Uh, Phillips the other one, it might, but he's just sitting in the wings. You'd say if there was a, a player that was to potentially go out based on recent form, would you agree that it would probably be Noons, or do you think he's done enough to keep his spot? I think the coaches really like him, and the fact that he's probably had his best game for the year so far, I yep. reckon they'll persist with him. Yeah, I think you're right. And for a couple of weeks too. I think he'd have to significantly drop off form yeah. to be pushed out. So we're in that situation we've always wanted, that it's you know injuries bef- to get a player in. You're only going to get promoted yep. if there's an injury rather than there's just so many players lacking form that you're going to have four out, four in. Yeah, couldn't agree more, Chris. All right, so I think that about wraps up today or tonight's uh, review. Would you agree, unless there's anything else no. you want to add? I'm done. All right. But also, make sure, don't um, forget to yeah, yeah, subscribe make sure you to subscribe. us. Yeah. Spotify. Been, been getting Apple a lot of podcasts on Twitter and, and and via our Facebook page, haven't we, Chris? We have, and we love that. It's great we to have it, that yeah. interaction. So pose those questions, give us your thoughts, and um, we generally read them out. And let us know if you think that there might be uh, any changes in uh, the team lineup for the Port Adelaide game on Sunday. We're really interesting to hear, and we'll see if it comes true. All right, Andy. All right, Chris. See you next time. We are the Blue Baggers. Mm-hmm.